Hey guys, welcome to the Strongman Show, episode number 10. We have a big week coming up in Strongman. World's Strongest Man is starting in a few days. And this past weekend, we had America's Strongest Man. So Marcus and myself this week are joined by the man from starting Strongman, Mr. Kale Beck. It's a pleasure to have you over from the States joining us tonight. You know what's been going on in the States. It's a lot harder for guys like us to find out results from, from America's Strongest Man. Picked up little snippets from, from some of the Instagram pages of some of the athletes, Travis Ortmeyer, Anthony Furman, a few others. But it's been hard to really look at results. I know you've got a, a spreadsheet and that you sent to me earlier, but it was so small I couldn't even pick up the, um, the results on there. So brought you onto the show to really talk about America's. And obviously, I know you love talking about World's Strongest Man, so we'll chat about that. For those that don't know, we're recording this Monday night. So it's Monday the 9th. World's Strongest Man starts on the 11th. This show will probably go out on the 10th. And by then, the groups will have changed again. Because we, were, we, were, we were told today the groups for World's Strongest Man. Unfortunately, Wesley Claiborne won't be competing. He's, I don't want to go into this because it's a completely a, another argument, but he had four COVID tests. He passed two and he failed two. Anyway... That means Nick Best is going to be, and I don't think there's time for them to get another athlete. So Nick Best is the alternate. I should imagine he's going to step in to take that place. But it sounds like they're going to rejig some of the groups because the groups as they stand at the moment, I mean, you guys have both seen the groups, I guess, already. Yeah. You know, group three for me is just like a killer group. Yeah. If, if that isn't cool. changed, I'll be, I'll be surprised if that group isn't changed because you've got, um, I mean, you, the, the, the thing I found really interesting about that, you've got, Tom Stoltman, who's, who's a big favorite this year, but you've also got Trey Mitchell and Alexei Novikov. And we know what happened last year when yeah. those two went head to head on yep. the Atlas Stone Eliminator event. Could you imagine seeing them two going at it again this year? Do you think World's Strongest Man did that on purpose, putting them two in the same group again? The thing is, you never ever know. That, that's the th it would, you know when you've got the, like, the likes of a draw, the FA Cup or something like that, where you can see it. Little things like that, whilst they are an extra, they're things to, to concern yourself with. But you know what? From a fan's perspective, at least you know. Yeah. And it just stops and curtails loads of little bits and pieces because I know that you know, by the time we run through the rest of the groups, and as I say, they're going to change, they'll probably change anyway. But when you look at it, you kind of, even this side of the fence, there's a couple in there you look at and go, well, I can see that there's a little bit of a, pathway for that person it doesn't look too bad you know whereas other groups it's just like you've you know that's that's the make that's the making the groups it just works out that way it could be the I most think, random uh, thing ever group, but groups are funny because i mean obviously i've, I've competed at worlds 11 times and I've, I've had some tough groups yeah um and every time you get the groups people will look on paper and think jesus that group's really hard that group's easy but it doesn't always work out like that no Sometimes the easy group becomes the hard group and, and the, the hard group can just fall apart and, and become easy. It's, you know, I've had a couple of groups at Worlds that were absolute death groups on paper. Yeah. And I just looked at them and thought, you know, this is going to be tough. And all you can do as an athlete is just focus on doing your best. And I went to the competition and people fell apart. Or I've yeah. gone thinking I've got an easier group and me as the, as, as the favorite has kind of fallen apart and got injured or made mistakes or whatever it might be. So there's no, there's no guarantee at all. You know, no. you've got... And this, this year... I mean, it, it, we say it every year, but the standard improves every year. And like we were talking about with Americas, the British guys, you know, all across the world, the standard is rising up. So if now you didn't say, know people were injured, 
if you didn't know people couldn't get here and you went through most of those groups, you would not be disappointed. Not at all. That's because a great list of athletes. It is a fantastic list. Amazing. of athletes. And, it, and it's because it's, you know, there is, there's so many new faces as well. But the, again, the standard of those new faces is they are ready to rock and roll. Yeah. I always think once the groups are announced is when people suddenly go, oh, crap. There's a lot more better people. You know, there's a lot of people that are better than I thought. And the group stages are always, I, I, I've kind of advocated to get rid of the group stages. I think there should be a better qualifying system yeah. throughout the year. And then you take the best 10, 12, whatever it might be. But the group stages do create a good talking point for us mm-hmm. as fans to get involved with. And, and they also make World's Strongest Man very interesting because you could have someone, take someone like Graham Hicks. Graham, with the right set of events, is a handful for anyone. You know, he's got some of the strongest shoulders in the world. His squatting's unbelievable. His deadlift's unbelievable. His log lifting, you know, he's got certain events that he's incredibly good at. But he has weaknesses as well. Yeah. And it can come down to what, like, you could have the best set of events in the final, but the events in the heats could be terrible for you. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, it, in his group currently as it stands, with against those athletes, that's a really tough group. It's that's a, an immensely tough group. Yeah. And, you know, like some of the events in the heats are all are sometimes the, the, the little bit more tricky events, you know, yeah. not so much the pure. They tend to save the real pure strength, look, yeah. you know, the, the heavier events for the final. So sometimes you see some weird results happening in the heats and there's, there's no guarantee that the favorites always make it. You've got some guys in here that are chomping at the bit. Yeah, when we go through the list of people as well, and we, we, we single out the singleton, you know, this is a kid at the moment where we all know that we've watched his progress this year and it's been, he, he has gone up a level, but he's not competed. The beauty about someone like Evan is that he is kind of made to compete. You know, he is the whole remit of his, his sort of being is that he just wants to prove either people wrong or himself right. Um, and when you get to something like this, where he's, where he's just about to step in, this is his first Worlds. So for those other guys, you know, the Bishops, the Shivlikovs, you know, Kevin Ferris, Felix, you know, he's going in as he's the rookie in the group. What a rookie. Oh, yeah. What a danger man to go in. Because actually, do you know what? When you start looking at things like that and say, right, okay. You, again, he's just one of those boys you can't really sort of write off. He could be a real handful for a lot of these people. I'm just, I'm just looking at the list right now. And you say, yeah. I mean, Evan is a great rookie. But we have a load of great rookies this yeah. year. Yeah, yep. You know, there's so many new faces. And I, I, did, I kind of said in my other video, I was comparing world, this year's World's Strongest Man to the 2005 World's Strongest Man where there was a lot of new faces and the yep. opportunity for these guys to become stars. And you've got, you've got Luke Richardson by on, in all accounts, looking at the groups as they stand at the moment yeah. is the seed in his group. Yeah. You know, world's strongest man. I, I sort of know how they, they work. They usually seed the top five. Yeah. So then you kind of look at this. So they don't want the top five guys all going into the same group and then they'll yeah. sort of see the next five and then they'll sort of put people in wherever they, they try and avoid putting too many Americans. Like if there was only five Americans, there would be one in each group. If there was only five British guys, there'd be one in each group. You know, they try and spread out certain athletes. You know, you, you wouldn't want to see Tom and Luke Stoltman in the same group, for instance, yeah. that, that they do try and, and, and mix things up like that. But I mean, let's quickly go through the groups as they stand and let's, yep. let's, I mean, 
you know, this could all change within the next, you know, by the time this is on air. So we, we'll probably yeah, have a new I, set. Of... I hear there's a meeting tonight when they're going to re-announce it. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, looking at the groups, I think um, Nick Best replacing Wesley Claiborne isn't too bad a, a swap, you know. Nick's a, a decent, experienced, strong man. He's, he's, he's more well-rounded. The thing is, uh, I think anyone who ends up in the group, like let's say just group five stays the same, it's a sigh of relief because Wesley Claiborne, you don't want to go against him loading stones for no, the max. No. So. Uh, yeah, if, if by any, any way, shape or form that he gets into that position of where you're going to go head-to-head as well. well could you, you know, imagine, I mean, looking at that group as it is, you've got Brian Shaw, Luke... Um, Stoltman, Irvin Toots, Terry Hollands, and if it was Wesley, you know, when you think about the last event being the last man standing stones, yeah, he could, he could be anyway. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's another tra- he's another tray in that sense of like, I mean, you don't you don't look at him at the start, but he's there at the end. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're Brian Shaw, you're thinking I've got to get this through this group without getting to the stones, and Brian's a great stone lifter, but do you want to be in a bloody battle against you know one of the absolute best stone lifters killing each other before you get to that final you want to get to the final expending as little energy as possible and do you know what he's gonna have to battle he's not gonna get away with this one scot free because you're gonna have a very hungry scott you've got an immensely talented guy in irvin who has just had a little bit of a taste of do you know what someone's opened the door for me here i'm going in and i'm going both boots So he's going to have a head of steam. And I tell you what, you know this more than anyone. Momentum in this game is a hell of a thing. Oh, definitely. I mean, just just going through, have you both got the groups in front of you? I have, yeah. I do. So let's quickly run through who you, if the group stayed the same, who you would each pick to get get to the final. So we'll start with group one. Group one, we've got Luke Richardson, Robert Oberst, Gabriel Penner, Paro Dwyer and Jerry Pritchett. That's a, it's another, you That's know, every, it is, it is, you know, I, I would, I, before, before. Should we, we give, should we give the, the quick rundown on the, the events that these guys are going to have as well? Well, that could change as well. Yeah. But just, is, just, I think it is. just rough, yeah. just roughly, you know. Have you got the events there? <laughs> I've not got them, those in front of me. I've got the, the, the groups. That's it. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I, I you know, um, Kale may, might be able to tell us more on this. But I, I've heard one of the issues they've got at the moment is that there's a, like a hurricane coming in to Bradington. And 2020. Events, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2020 well, to be fair, it is hurricane week. season. So, yeah, you know, what and did you expect? Florida. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, I, I, can, I can vouch that on a good year, events get changed at World's Strongest Man last minute. So this year, I, I'm, I'm going to give them a pass this year, you know, on all these kind of changes of groups because these things happen in a good year. This year... They genuinely have have a reason for, you know, so many dropouts and, and changes. So I'm going to give World's Strongest Man a bit of leniency this yeah. this time around. Next year, I'm hoping you know it's run, running smoothly, but I'm I'm going to be nice and let them have that this this time around. But the the events could change. But let's let's just say, you know, just looking at the athletes, I I I think before I before I saw these groups, I had Robert Obers to do pretty well this year because. The events in the final are actually very good events for Robert. Very good point. He's got an excellent grip. He's a great presser. He's pretty good at like moving events like the Yoken Farmer's Walk. He's a decent stone lifter. The only real weakness in the final for him is the deadlift. Um, 
Um, I'm not sure what he's like at throwing. You may be able to kind of say more about his throwing. He's hit, he's hit or miss on the throwing. I'd say he's he, 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 you know, he can have a really good run. Sometimes he takes his time. Um, but I think he's been training hard. And his weakness is the deadlift, but the higher bar is less I, of an I, issue. I, I don't know I, if he I, makes up the points that way. but I thought this set of events for the final is probably the best set of events he could ever hope for in terms of Other fight. than if it had a squat. Yeah, squat is, 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 is better for him than a, than a deadlift. But that being said, now that I look at his group, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not convinced he gets through this group. No. No, I'm not. It could be down to the, the stone again. But when you look, I'm going to, as, as I have for God knows how long, but looking at how he's accelerated through, looking at how dialed in he's been, Luke Richardson wins that group because it's not, it, for him especially, it's not heavy, but he is not the guy that takes the foot off the gas. He will be dialed in all the way through, and I cannot see him. It, it, at the moment, he doesn't make mistakes. He made, you know, he, he had the um, OSG Europe's, his first ever one, made mistakes. Went away, came back, didn't make a f- mistake ever since. Uh, because well, let's, let's be honest, he's only done two comps since. No, then. no, but you know what I mean in terms of it, you see some people and they look, whereas he looks again like he's gathering momentum. You know, I, 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 and I totally agree. But the yeah. one thing I will say is his first worlds, there's going to be it pressure. Um, and there's pressure. I mean, going, I, and, and I totally, I don't expect Luke to hold back. I, no. I think he's going to give 100% on every single event and try and secure his place in the final. Yeah. And I think looking at the group, he, he's more than capable of that. But never count out Jerry Pritchard. Jerry Pritchard, oh, if God, he can no. hold his body together, and yeah, he, yeah. he's he's another guy that <laughs> God bless. He's he's very similar to myself. You know, he can have a great day or he'll yeah. fall apart. <laughs> and yeah. it's you know, unfortunately, he's fallen apart more times than he's had great days in the last couple of years um, in terms of if injuries. But if he if he's in form and his body holds out, he is a dangerous man for anyone. Yeah. He, he yeah. got second at the last Giants Live, right? Yeah. Third. Um, he had a great show. Yeah. In, in Wembley, I think he. he... Mm-hmm. Nobody qualified for this. Yeah. And Jerry's, I mean, he's, if, if you have a, an event where some, his overhead can be hit or miss depending on how his body is, you know, his log, how heavy it is. Uh, same with Circus Dumbbell. A deadlift, we don't even need to go into that. If any straight line moving event, he's, Right, you know, you see him at the Arnold, the frame, a heavy yoke. He's tops in the world. He's fast. It's when he has to do la- lateral movement. It's something new. He sometimes sh- struggles with at this point. Uh, he doesn't want to be in a stone off. He's just had so many bicep issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it favors him very well. But yeah, he's he could win the whole, whole group. Depends. Yeah, he, he 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 needs easily. to be getting through before the stones. I would think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then Paradois, first world strongest man. I think he'll have fun out there. Um, and Gabriel Penner, I don't know an awful lot about him, but I've seen some impressive things. I've been told he's exceptionally good on certain events. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know what his pressing's like. Do you know? Uh, sorry, I don't know what his stones are like, I was going to say. Um, he's, he's very good at stones. I'd so, say stones would be a, a strong point. He competed, you know, they're both from Texas with Trey Mitchell. Um, as amateurs in the stones and he beat Trey when they're amateurs in the stones at some at some contest they traded back and forth I think Trey's eclipsed him in that point but you know and he's very much like a lifter in these heats is so important Mm -hmm. with the 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 kind of value that they've put onto that last event 
you know, it, I, it is, I, yeah, it's, it's, I'd it's, say it's well, very important. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd say with, with Pena, his, his logs probably just a, a touch under a 180. I mean, he's hit it, but I wouldn't count for something like that at Worlds, but you never know. He could show up. I've seen him do over 180-ish, um, you know, out of the rack and recently, and it looked like it's exploded. Um, he, you know, he has over a 900-pound deadlift, you know, so, you know, and, and very good at odd, odd heights. I don't know what the exact deadlift setup is there. If they... I'd say the moving events. Do you know if they have a squat or deadlift in that group at the moment? I mean, I know things I don't change. know. The, yeah. I think that that I think in this group, I'm guessing they have a squat, or or they just sent if, Obi it, to the fire. Like they just uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, just, I, I, I'm, like, I'm thinking that exactly <laughs> the same. I mean, if that is a group of deadlifters, Obi's in trouble. Yeah, yeah. and, and let's be honest, you got you got you got four nine hundred pound plus deadlifters in that group. Mm -hmm. So for Obi's sake, you hope it's a squat. <laughs> yeah. But even yeah. then, I know Jerry's a great squatter. Luke Richardson is a phenomenal squatter. Yeah. It's um, it's it's an interesting one. It's going to be really, really difficult to pick. To you know, they're all going to take. Po That's the thing. I've, my personal belief on it is that you could throw pretty much any set of events at Luke at the moment, and he'll be good enough to be there or thereabouts all the way through, which is enough to get you through. It's just that how the rest of it follows in taking points off one another makes that next phase almost impossible to pick i'm going to say that when it comes to the pressing element both gabriel and pa are going to find themselves you know a little bit behind the eight ball because when you've got the like you know luke granted luke's not um posted up any monstrous numbers by like the 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 sort of hixie standards but then again who does but it's just a case of you look and just say the rest of it falls down to again who takes points off one another you could easily say that by the time it all the all the way goes you know, goes through to a stone, Obi, Pritchett, Parr, Pen, they could all go through. It's just almost impossible to actually pick because it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. It's that, a that's the great that's the great thing when you look at all these groups. And I, it, as a fan, you know, I've I've gone to World's Strongest Man eleven times as a competitor. I'm enjoying this year just watching as a fan. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's a lot more fun. <laughs> but I, I I have to say I am going to go with with my head and my heart and say the the heat winner uh, will be Luke Richardson. I can just okay. All right. What about yourself? I, I I think I think momentum matters. I you know I think you know it is a first world. It's a whole different setup as you know than a normal contest but i'm i still think luke makes sense in this one and i think it's gonna be a stone off between jerry and obi who had a little bit of bad blood earlier this year and Did that'll they? be fun and what, what's whoever, that one about oh uh, the, the you shouldn't deadlift stuff on rogan oh right <laughs> oh yeah yeah I, I don't think jerry took that very well <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to, to be fair to obi i remember watching that he wasn't saying you shouldn't deadlift as a strong man i know but um yeah i you know, I, you know how you know how things get yeah <laughs> um, so i you know and maybe they could so i i like that angle um i i also i don't like counting out the two rookies but yeah. i think a, a world's more than anything experience matters you know there's three rookies in that group right yeah yeah like <laughs> so i think it's a stone off between obi and jerry i think obi has the edge but i think with both of them it kind of depends on who's healthy at that point yeah I agree. I agree. You know, whose body holds up while they're loading stones? You know, they both have some miles on them. 
yeah. And we saw Obi pull up last year after what the first or second rep. So hopefully, yeah. but then the year before he won it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. 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 So group two, we've got as it stands: Adam Bishop, Evan Singleton, Mikhail Shivlikov, Kevin Ferris, and Mark Felix. How do you feel about this group? Tough one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say I think Evan somehow I don't know why we're we, we're two groups in, and it's hard to say that you know. I think Adams, you know, seated first, um, but Evans, you know, he's he's right there, and a lot of people could consider him the favorite in this group, and that's two straight groups where you have rookies going in. I think this is. I think we're going to look back at this year in World's Strongest Man, and a lot of people that weren't really well known that end up being these household names would be like. They all were, that was the, all their first year. Yeah. You know, it'll be another one of those years, which is fun. Um, Shivlikov's, you know, he, he's always dangerous, but it seems like he underperforms at Worlds. You know, he does so well at the Arnold. Worlds doesn't ever seem to be his day. He always gets right there. Um, I again, find, issues like. I always find yeah. with Shivlikov, he starts the year brilliantly and then he sort of starts to fall apart and break down a bit as the year mm -hmm. goes on. And the two, like, this is, I think is his sixth World's Strongest Man. He never does that well at Worlds. No, I don't. He's maybe I, been in the final at once. Yeah, I, th I think it maybe it's just the maybe longer twice. format. You know, some, some athletes, they just don't like that longer format. They prefer the one-day or, or two-day shows. The, the week-long shows for certain athletes just... And they can be great in the one-day shows. They just don't seem to perform. And, and uh, I don't know if he's just one of those guys, but... This is the first year where he hasn't burnt himself out leading up to World's Strongest Man. So, other than that deadlift, well, <laughs> yeah. he's still recovering. He from might that. still be recovering from that. That's that's very true, actually. Um, but if if he can pull it together, he's another dangerous athlete. I think Shivlikov is is kind of like the Hulk in that respect. In terms of Hulk is always angry. Shivlikov is always in pain. It's just that in a one day competition, he has enough to be able to get through it. But over the course of a week. It just takes its toll because you can only put those things, those niggles, because he does tear out a lot. He always, there's always something that goes. Um, trying to mask that for a week, it, you know, it's a bit telling, especially when, as the week goes on, it gets heavier and heavier and heavier. And it's, again, it's it's one where you want to, you want him to be there, you want to watch him. It's just that if you had to use your head over your heart, you're going to say that the the young blood here are going to just push him a little bit too hard. Yeah. And they are, there's some hungry boys in there. I know we've mentioned Bish, um, the experienced man and someone who is as dialed in as you can get. Uh, Evan is, is kind of the rough diamond, but Christ, you know, he's, he's the fuel on the fire at the moment. But Kevin Ferris has buried himself away since last year and he will have a monstrous desire to show what he is capable of doing and also the effort he's put in because of how he went out. You know, people forget how well he's actually done. He did very well at the Giants Live as well without, you know, the whole thing of travelling last minute and, you know, coming into an end-of-the-season show. Kevin's a really very talented strongman. He's gutsy as hell. He's put on some, you know, for him, he's put on some serious timber because he was a 105 and, you know, he's not, he's not the biggest guy in the world. But his numbers have shot up much like Evan's. That It's going to be tough. You know, I'm going to say Fee... And Shivlikov, for all the experience, I just see the youth in this one pushing them into a place of where it's just going to get a little bit too hot. Yeah. Mark Felix is a, is a bit of an enigma. He, sometimes I look at him and think, there's no way he can do well in this contest. Yeah. 
and he just surprised you. And Mark, with something like a last man standing on the stones, oh, I would, mate, he's, he's I incredible. Yeah, yeah, no. the great stone lifter. Yeah, you know, and he, Mark has certain events. I mean, Mark would probably say himself, he's not the most rounded strongman or well-rounded strongman. He's got events he's actually quite weak at. In some of his pressing events are weaker. He's got certain events he doesn't do that well at. But he also has some events that he is absolutely... World-class you know, still. Not, yeah. you know, not just world-class, the best. When it comes yeah. to grip events, he's <laughs> exceptional. When it comes to a deadlift for reps, who's going to beat him in that group? Maybe an Adam Bishop. Yeah. No one else is touching him on a deadlift no. rep. Um, no. You know, grip, no one's touching him. Stones, he can hang with anyone. Yeah. And when it's a stone for... He's the, be he's the best stone lifter in that group. He's certainly up there. Probably fair. He's, yeah, he, yeah he's, I would say he is. If Maybe I had to put Evans, my mortgage on it, I'd put, I'd put but, Felix. The only thing sometimes with Felix on a stone is he can get nervous and he starts looking over, particularly for, with a run. I think the yeah. fact that it's the man against man... Yeah, he'll know, enjoy that. I think, I think so, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's so laid back. He doesn't. He doesn't get back pump either. <laughs> no. Mark Felix is not like a normal human. He, no, it, he, he works. He works twelve hours as a plaster. He's constantly he like that. I'd be in <laughs> agony just trying to hold up an empty board. Um, this guy's got about twelve kilos on it. We, we, we'll have like a tough training session, and I'll be like, I'll message him. Oh, you got any? You know, I've, I'm really sore. I've got some doms days. Like, oh, I feel fine. I'm going plastering today, and yeah. you know, he's I, didn't, a, I didn't realize he's from Latvia. <laughs> he's he's just a unique individual, and you know. Wouldn't it be incredible to see, I think he's 55 years old now. Yeah. To see 55-year-old Mark Felix get to another final of World's Strongest Man. Yeah. I'm not saying so, Hercules hold. You know, well, yeah. Do you know, Hercules hold do you know what? If, 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 he come, if he manages to get in at a third and go into that stones, I, I, I don't, I'd say he's through. If he can nick third, mm -hmm. he's through. Yeah, he's he, he's and he's so laid back as well. He won't put that pressure on himself like some of the youngsters will. You know, Evan Singleton, as much as I love him, yeah, he's going to want this so much. Sometimes you can want things too much, and it yeah, can we, affect, it can it affect has, performance. It has been something we've spoken about in that whole bit about look, it's controlling the controllables, but everything is about what comes next. Once it's done, draw the line. Sure. And his, his understanding of it now is so much better. It's just that I think we do get caught up in the, you know, the, the rapture of drop the, you know, drop the match into the fuel, watch him go off. But the, 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 I think one of the things that he has done brilliantly in this time is he's, he's learned to cut it dead. Yeah. And that's great because if you can conserve that energy, because if you said to me the Evan Singleton of last year was going into Worlds, by event two, he's done. Yeah, mentally exhausted. It, the nervous energy would have wrecked him. But the person that he seems to be now, where he's comfortable in his own skin, is he's a real threat. And do you know what? I'm with Cal on that one. Don't rule him out winning that group. I, I wouldn't at all. Bish is, I, I think... Bish is the favourite, granted, but Evan has every single possibility of winning that group. I totally agree. You know, I think it's going to be a good battle group two. I mean, like we say, we don't know that these are the groups. So no. this is just a bit of fun with what yeah. we were told today. We'll, we'll probably be doing this again tomorrow, but it's, it's a bit of fun. But so if you had to pick then, who are you picking the top two guys from group two? Uh, Singleton Bishop. Yeah, I'd say that's the, that's the easy, fair uh, pick on that too. I just, I think, if there's a if this is a circus dumbbell deadlift group, I think Mark has a real good shot 
circus dumbbell, he could maybe get some reps log. I think he's going to it's gonna like, like always things will come down to events once we know the events yeah. we'll, we'll probably change our minds again but yeah, um, of course yeah. but yeah i'd but, say bishop singleton is the fair this, but kevin ferris i think it's hard to count out yeah as well <laughs> this this next group for me when i saw it oh, when people say right you know here. death group at world's strongest man this is the group that is just ridiculously stacked mm. and a lot of new names you know, this is a stack group. You've got Tom Stoltman, who they're looking at the way it's kind of seeded. They've seeded him as the number one. You've got Alexei Novikov, Trey Mitchell, Gav Bilton, and Maxime Boudreaux, who, you know, Maxime is a first-timer at World's Strongest Man. You're going to, be, you're going to see him as, as one of the other guys and be like, yeah, I don't want that guy in my group. No. no he's, he, again, going to come down to events, but... Jesus, he's strong. Do you know what? I feel a little bit for Gav here. I really do. You know, it's one of the things, you know, that whole th sort of thing, be careful what you wish for. I, I think Gav will be absolutely... He'll love this. He'll, he'll, he'll love, this. love it. But in terms of being dumped into a group of where that is pure immersion. No, this, this will be perfect for Gav. This will be like, no pressure, I can just go and perform. Yeah. And, I hope you know, so. I hope he sees it that way. I mean, my first World's Strongest Man, I was chucked in with Marius Pujanovsky, Brian Shaw, Harold Haugen, <laughs> and, um, the, the, uh, Brian Siders, who was the World Powerlifting Champion, and Louis-Philippe Jean. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely loved it. It's rough, yeah. It, it was a rough first World's Strongest Man, <laughs> but I loved it because there yeah. was no pressure. I could just go and perform, and I, I, I ended up winning the squat. And if he can go in there and perform well against those guys, he's going to come away with a load of experience, a load of confidence, and yeah. it's just going to make him work hard for, for, for next year. And I, I think he's got that right attitude to take it that way as well. Yeah, I kind of hope he has like the Zaki effect for him. But, you know, I know a lot of people looked at Zaki Malusi last year and just went, you know, who the fuck is this guy? You know, why is he there? But you kind of knew that Zaki, if he, again, he's another one. If you open the door a little bit for him, he's going to find another gear. You know, it's unfortunate he got injured, but what he went on to do post-Worlds was fantastic. He, he, he really jumped up a good sort of 10, 20%. Um, Gav, I feel, you know, he's got a title now, which is good. He's got UKs. And again, it's the same thing. I don't think it's gonna, the, the real benefit is going to be here. It's going to be when he's back. And it's just like, right, okay, now I know. Yeah, this this is all about experience for Gav, yeah. and that's not putting him down. I, no, no, I, I not really at all. think you know he's going to go there. This is a bonus for him this year, probably probably ahead of his schedule of when he thought he'd get to World's Strongest Man. Oh, eight years ago, he's led on a bed. He's not. He's, he's as far as he's concerned, he's a reserve still. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the other four guys in this group because that is four incredibly talented strong men, all in Tom, one group. Tom Stoltman's still a boy child. You know, he's still a baby. Yeah. It's just that he's in the seven foot, you know, God knows, what is he weighing when you saw him? 175? Yeah, 175 kilos. 175, yeah. and, and he's for, only for those, just lost the abs. I mean, I'm, I'm 155 just, right now, and he made me look tiny. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you in Probably the Probably has him in the morning, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he is, he's looking huge. He's looking powerful. He's, he's also, the one thing I noticed with Tom that I really noticed when I went up and spent time with him, I've noticed this over the last year, but when I went up and spent some time with him, he's a man now, Yeah. you know, and he's not that shy little boy that, you know, I've competed with uh, three, four years ago. This guy believes he is destined to win this title. Yeah. He, he believes he's good enough. He's not intimidated by anyone. 
He's got the he's got great people around him. He's working with good coaches. He's working with good nutritionists. And Tom's the kind of person you just tell him what to do, and he goes yes and does it. And if yeah. you've got the right people telling him what to do, he's a dangerous man. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's got that support from Luke. They're the only two people out there that have someone else there for them. I think that's going to be vital this year with the the fact that no one can take coaches and partners and and et cetera, et cetera, with them. Those two have still got each other to to rely on uh, just to help bring that little bit extra when you need it. And I I think Tom, the the only event I can see Tom throughout the whole contest, I think he may still have a slight weakness with is the grip. Yeah. And um, that is my only concern for him. I think everything else, his squatting is up, his deadlifting is up, his pressing is up, he's moving well, he's bigger and stronger, but still just as athletic as he's always been. Atlas Stones, if he is, for some reason, doesn't cruise through to the final and he's got to do the Stones, who the hell wants to go against him on an Atlas Stone? Well, you know, to, yeah, well, to be fair, though, that you, you still have in that group, you actually do have the wild card in Trey. I don't, even, I don't even think Trey can match him. I've beaten Trey at Stones before. I've never come close to beating Tom at Stones. Yeah. He's, he's, but have, you, have you beat Trey when it's just rep for rep? I, I think it's that, a little different setup. Yeah, that's, that's uh, the thing. I, I would agree with you there. But you say that, the only way I could see Tom not going through would just be a making a silly mistake. Yeah. He mm. like Trey is an unbelievable stone lifter, so don't think I'm kind of sitting here thinking he's no. not. But I've never seen someone lift stones the way Tom does. No, no, he, he can, is a complete you give freak. Him a 200 kilo stone, it's still just a little toy for him. Yeah, you know he's gonna he's not even gonna tire doing that stone. He's no. Yeah. If I if I was gonna go up against anyone in the world, the last person I'd want it to be would yeah. be be Tom. You if, hit on an interesting second. point as well when you said that you know Tom now is a man. You know I I'm, I'm completely agree like the, the the change in his demeanour, the change in his overall attitude, and also you know probably the comfort levels with his own self. If you take the man that he is now and put it in last year's body, he's on the podium. Mm. I truly believe it. I truly believe that yeah. you know the the kid that walked through the airport that lost his stuff that had to beg, borrow, and steal, and everyone helped out to try and just get him some kit, and he still gets there and puts on one hell of a performance. You just take the mindset of the, that that boy now and put it into Tom from last year. He's on the podium at Worlds. The difference being now is he's got a whole new body again. He's, oh, stronger. He's, he's, he's stronger. He's yeah. way stronger than he was last yeah. time. And now he's calmer. Now he's more sort of dialed into what he's doing. Uh, and again, the one thing, he really believes it now. That's I, a danger, man. I mean, I haven't seen that much of Maxine, but I know I, I have, what I have seen has been very, very impressive. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> my kind of heart thinks that if it comes down to a stone, if Tom goes through as the winner, yeah. then I'm like, well, no one's going to beat Trey on the stones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's going to be the big question is, is, is if Tom just puts the, 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 the gas, the foot down on the gas and makes sure he's into the final. Yeah. I can't see anyone other than Trey winning the, the stone. Yeah, because that, that'll have a hoodoo. I, I don't, in terms of Novikov, as, as, as sort of bullish as you can be about it, the manner in which it went, because Novikov leaves nothing to chance. He doesn't leave anything in the tank. The, the the outright truth of it is he started to break. He started to break. There was nothing left. And you've got this, you know, giant toddler 
the other side of you that's just getting going. And he was, he was building a head of steam because you stood there with like the rest of the guys and you got like your Derek Poundstones and stuff stood around going, my God, he's, he's now, he's found a gear now. Yeah. Just as one started to go, the, the other was started to push. But in terms of what you said about Maxine, something about, there's something about that lad when it comes into like proper strong man. Yeah. You know, just sort of like your Rocky Four camp, just get on with it. You know, you can see him dragging some tree behind him, just coming out. What's that? Oh, I was just going to chop that for firewood. Don't worry about it. But yeah, it's 3.30 in the morning. But, you know, he's, he's, he's the real deal. So I'm looking forward to seeing him go. And it's going to be interesting to see how they sort of stack up and where the likes of Gav, Trey, and all, how the battles unfold. Because it it really is going to be rep for rep now on all it's, these things. It's an extremely hard group to pick, and I, I yeah. think I'm going to have to wait and see what the final set of events are for it them. Matters a lot. In, ter- in terms of as a winner for that group, Tom, Tom, I just yeah. because Tom, I see on the podium. I, I feel so I have to put him through. If this group stays the same, and Tom gets through. I think whoever comes second in that group is going to be fucked by the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the problem I, with like, that. I, I think on this one, I think Tom's the favorite, but I think out of this whole contest, Novikov's being overlooked the most. He probably has yeah. one of the best pedigrees of anyone competing out of all twenty-five guys. Um, maybe just because he he almost beat Brian in his heat. Yeah, yeah. you know, yep. last and year the, he, uh, he's won two Arnold, you know, Arnold qualifiers. He won a back-to-back beating, you know, Mateus. Uh, a couple, you know, in those, like, he's, it's... He is the dude you look over your shoulder from. Yo, they, I agree with that. He is definitely the guy you look over your shoulder because he's the The other thing with him, with him this year is that he hasn't destroyed his body competing week out, week in, week out. How many, how many contests did he do last, last year? Like 50, he said? He he did the ridiculous amount Um, of contests last year. But this year, he's just been training hard back home. Mm -hmm. We don't know how good he is. I think yeah. he's only 23 years old, something like that. Yeah, he's, he's, still, he's still a kid. He's still a baby. These guys at these younger ages improve very, very quickly. Who's to say he isn't going to be better than ever? His body feels... Or, yeah, or get worse quickly. That's the other There's, thing. We don't yeah. know. Because, <laughs> because it's the reason you want to keep going. The reason you want... You know, maybe you just built that way. And while you've got that, that sort of youth and your body holds up the reason you get better, the reason you feel better is because you have those competitions in your belt and you like going from one to the next. It's not unheard of. Uh, and certainly by his practice in, in how he went through last year, as much as he pushed, and as Cal said, alluded to, so 50-odd comps, it's not like he failed at many of them. No. <laughs> he, he, no. he had an incredible year last year. Yeah. He really did. Anyway. I'd say he was the rookie of the year last year. Well, without yeah. question. Without question. Group four, we've got J.F. Caron, Graham Hicks, Avis Shamastellis. I think I said that close enough, better than, better than me. <laughs> um, Ethor Melstead from Iceland yep. and Bobby Thompson from the States. Another tough group, guys. It's a hell of a group. That's a hell of a group. I actually think in terms of taking the, the whole thing of taking points off one another, I actually find that the hardest one to pick. Yes, JF always ends up in these battle groups. Doesn't seem like I don't think JF. You know, he's always in the finals. He gets fifth, fourth, whatever. But it never seems like he just cruises through a heat. 
he always gets a group like this. Yeah, he, he shows how good a strong man he is as well. But Definitely. He, I mean, I always talk about JF because I think he's probably the most underrated strongman out there. When you yeah. look at his pedigree and who he's beaten and, and what he's won and what he performs on a regular basis, you know, he is one of the top strongmen on the planet. Yeah. He's just not a Thor or a Kiliushkovsky or so. He's not someone that's won one of those absolute major titles. But every single show, he's been there or thereabouts. He performs well consistently. And the, the one thing I will say about JF is his weakness is things like truck pulling. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no truck pull in the final this year. No, you know that's a that's that's good for him. There's, there's no, J- good JF's the dude as well. If you want dollars for points, you put you put a few on him because he you you're pretty much guaranteed you're going to get a decent return out of him, and that's testament to not just the longevity in the sport, but also the standard in which he's kept himself all the way through. Yeah, it's not like there's a peak and a trough. He's been pretty consistent throughout all his career. I'll tell you as well, I spoke to him recently. He said he's bigger and stronger than ever and feeling the, the most confident he ever has. Yeah. And, and I believe him when he says it. You know, some people, yeah, when yeah. they tell me stuff, they're just trying to... It's Fight of, Club. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bigger and stronger. Well, you're meant to J- be. That's J- the guy. J- J- JF's not that kind of person. No, he's not a braggart, is he? So He's never needed to. He, he, he's quite happy being the underdog. He's quite happy going under the radar. And um, you know you're going to get a solid, consistent performance. A couple of years ago, you go back to early, Jeff, his pressing was a little bit of a weakness. His pressing isn't a weakness anymore. He's a good, solid performer. Always, you know, he's not one of these guys in the gym that you see lifting the crazy numbers. But when it comes to competition, he always picks up points. He always gets good results. And, you know, I, I'm expecting Jeff to win this group. Yeah. I think he's going to be there to be the favourite because one, the experience, and two, just passed. You know, you'd be you'd be foolish to write him off. It's the next bit. I, I don't think he wins by much, because there's when you look, you've got a hell of a name in Graham Hicks coming up next, but there's a massive threat in Bobby Thompson, a huge, huge threat in Bobby Thompson. Because again, we talk about the rookies, and you look at his you look at his performances of late, but also probably the self belief he has, and I think that makes him a real handful. He's on home turf. But he's also, again, he's got, he's got a lot of people backing him. And that'll go a long way for someone like Bobby. You know, as much as we have our 11th man in terms of the whole Brit setup, which will help, it will make a big difference. The fact that there's so much camaraderie between the, 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 the sort of British lads. Bobby, much like some of the Americans, they, they'll have their own. Uh, and they've got a guy in there that a lot of those boys were champion. What do you reckon, Cal? Yeah, I, I'd pick JF to win it. Graham... Um, he's going to be right there, you know, but he, he seems to have his, his good events and his, you know, his events that, you know, he excels and then he loses too many points in some at the world's level. Um, you know, at least it seems, it seems like he just got like, he's so statically strong. He hasn't had enough time to build that athletic base back up, you know? Well, uh, he's been training with Felix, hasn't he? So he's been, he's, he's he, been looking good. He just, he tore his he, calf. Okay. He's, he had some calf injury pulling a truck and truck pulls, notoriously been the one event that's probably held him back at World's Strongest Man sure. as well. Um, I think if his calf holds up and he can put in a good truck performance. The, the thing can... I worry about with Graham is getting into the stones against some of the guys. Um, I, I'd say he's going to, he, he, he could easily be top two or three. 
Um, maybe if he goes some against someone like Bobby, who's also very similar, like Graham, statically strong, maybe, you know, just uh, some of the moving events not quite up there on and, you know, stones, he could he could get through. Um, I'm going to pick Avers as my second. I think he's going to win the stone off against really? either Graham or Bobby. He's... I don't know much about Ithor. I've, I've heard, I've, I don't know much about Avers. I've just some people I trust have been like, if you look at these events, he's good. They suit he, him. He yeah. He's fast. He's athletic. Yeah. The finals events, I think if he gets in, he could, you know, upset some stuff from what I hear. And hey, you know, these, these probably aren't even going to be the heats, but you got to throw something yeah. out there, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And he, he's a very, he's a very laid back character. He, he won't mm-hmm. feel too much pressure and he, he performs consistently well in the Champions League. Yeah. He's always doing well in those shows. He's another one where it's, it's a trade. And he loves it. You know, it, I put him and Maxime in that same sort of bracket of how they sort of go about their job. It's, they have a professionalism about them, but it's, it's that whole thing again of, you know, take what you do really seriously, don't take yourself too seriously. But it's, you can tell a lot by the manner in which they go about it. Ivar's is, is all business when it comes to comp, but he's yeah. brilliant at being able to switch it off. Again, danger man. I don't know anything about the Icelandic dude. If Hicksy yeah. gets to the final, though... If Hicksy can yeah, get to I, the final, I, 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 dangerous I, there. that's how I, I, I think Hicksy. I really hope the, he does. I think Hicksy is better in the final than yeah. he is in the heats. That being said, I, I think Hicksy's a great stone lifter, and I think yep. you know if it comes down to to a stone, he's, he's I, good at him. I can, you know, he 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 trains on one of those um, the the, I, the the stone of steel, the stone of steel. Yeah. That's it, and he's exceptionally good at them. You know, I think I think the fact that it's stone man against man is better yeah. for him than a stone run yeah and i think you know hicks will just keep plopping that thing over he, 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 he he's mentally tougher than he used to be as well there's a there's a confidence in hicksy now he's he's sort of happy he's enjoying doing this now sometimes with hicksy you watch him and you just think man he's strong but he looks like he doesn't enjoy it yeah. <laughs> but, he, he still has the same sort of gray cloud look yeah. Every once in a while, but, but you get a little it, smile at the corner. Of yeah, his, I think okay. it's now. I think he now knows how to to handle that persona. The actual real Graham underneath now is a much much happier and actually a much hungrier guy than before. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with um, JF and Hixie just because I've got to back Hixie. He's a, he's a mate of mine. I, yeah. You know, I'm happy to see him back there. But yeah, I want to see Hixie in the final. Than you will. I, I think it's I think it's going to be a good battle between between the guys. Finally, group number five, we have Brian Shaw, Luke Stoltman, Irvin Toots, Terry Hollands, and unfortunately, we've lost Wesley Claiborne. So, I mean, like we said, these groups are all going to change, but this is what we know for now. So it looks like Nick Best will be replacing Wesley. If that stays the same, what's your thoughts, guys? I I think it's going to be a dogfight between Luke and Brian. I think it really, if if it's, again, I I prefer, I think Luke could win this heat if it's log and squat. I think, you know, I think he's got a better squat than a deadlift. Do you think Luke beats Brian on the squat? I think he loses less points overall. Yeah, I can but see I don't Luke, think he would I can see Luke Stoltman, Stoltman winning this no. group. I was, I was going to say, I, 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 Brian's a good squatter. No, you know? yeah, Brian's going to win the squat. But yeah. I think he... Brian, think, like, though... You'd, you'd normally think Brian would want to win the squat easily in the heats. Yes. I don't think he gets that option this time round. No, I don't think so. But I think Luke could, could beat him in log if that's a circus dumbbell. I think Brian has the edge 
Um, he's phenomenal at circus dumbbell log. Luke, I don't think many are beating him in a log right now out of anyone. Irvin's going to steal points. And Terry, it depends on, you know, I mean, Terry's one like Felix. He either shows up and it, it looks like, you know, the Terry who's, you know, podiumed and, you know, is world class or sometimes it's just not his day. Ter- but, ter- know, Terry, Terry in that group is the pain in the ass for someone like Luke. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because Terry is exceptional at things like truck pulling still. He's mm-hmm. got he's got certain events he's very very good at maybe even deadlift you know Terry at the yeah. moment he's deadlift's been creeping back up maybe Terry mm-hmm. can beat Luke on a deadlift at the moment Luke's deadlift he, he, Luke definitely wants a squat in that group I think yeah. definitely you know? it's a tough one for Luke this group it, it I'd is. say he's yeah, he, you know he, he he's seated high here overall out of everyone but you look and especially you had Nick Best. Um, he's a good deadlifter. I don't know. I think he's been improving. He had some injuries, but he's, he's kind of in that same group with Terry. He has so much experience. Yeah. I mean, you give him like a max distance carry, he did oh, that elephant shield and he beat every, he, he just yeah. roasted yeah. everyone. He's unbelievable you know? at those type of events. Yeah. So there's stuff in, in here that, you know, Nick could just, just really, he could be that person that gets in between that you just go like, could you just, come on. I, I think, I think the thing with Brian, you can throw any event at Brian. He's going to score well. Absolutely. Brian's not going to drop points. You know, he might come second on an event, but he's not going to be coming, you know, fourth. Fifth. Fifth. Yeah. No. He, he just, he's too well prepared. He's too professional. You know, yes, in the final people can be, you know, when, when it's the absolute, all the best guys, but you know, Brian, he's a very consistent performer and he's, he's got so much experience. I, I really, I can't see Brian not getting through that group that, you know, people, if people think that, then they're absolutely nuts. I think Brian is the favorite to get through. And then I think, you know, I'm hoping Luke gets through, but I think with Irvin Toots in there, the experience from Terry and Brian, it's going to be a battle. It really is. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to go with my heart on this one and say, actually, Luke takes the group. I think Luke will just take the group. There's just something, I don't think the whole Brian thing's written yet. I really don't. And I'm not saying that that's him done at all. No way, shape or form. It's just that, do you know what? With all the talk of him, it opens up the door for the for the rogue athlete. And that rogue athlete in that group is Luke Stoltman. He is such a danger I, man. I actually think Luke, again, is another one. The final is better for him. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the final, Luke's challenging. Yeah. He, he just needs to get through the group. And, and yeah. that's what the groups are about. Yeah. You've got to do what you need to do to get through. And I think he will. And um, I think then it all resets in the final. And, you know, it's a, it's a separate comp. It's like two competitions, World's Strongest Man. That's the tough mm. thing with the groups. You've got to get through the groups first. Then it's all starting from scratch. And you've got a different set of events ahead of you. And, you know, it's a new competition. And that's, that's one thing I've always said. And, you know, there's so many strongmen that are excellent strongmen. But a lot of us are good at certain events. You can give, you know, and I'll take myself as an example, but you put me in my prime with the right set of events. Yeah. I'm dangerous for anyone, but you can put me in with the wrong set of events where I become, you know, pretty average. It's, it's guys like Brian, Zadrunas, Thor, those kind of guys that you can chuck any events at them. That's yeah. why they go down as, as the greatest of all times, you know, because there is no weakness and they, and they win countless competitions again and again and again. Yeah, their trough from a peak is third place. It's not yeah. sixth or not yeah, making yeah. out of a group. Yeah. It's third. That's that's disappointment. Yeah. You know, I really hope I get to see the best out of Terry. 
I really hope that he has a few moments in this where he shows people what an amazing athlete he is and what he's done for such a long period of time, very much like Fee, very much like Nick. But Terry has been, not on purpose as well, but Terry's always been, Christ, he's been on the Christmas, you know, the Christmas TV as much as the Queen. <laughs> you know, but you're so used to seeing him and he's such a that recognisable face where he's never been an athlete to push that. He's never been the guy that seeked attention, but he's had so much of it. And he has represented the sport, you know, quite well. Quite well in the sense of like he's drawn so many people in. You look at his following. Um, but it would be great to see because of all the, you know, the flack that you get at times. You know this bit yourself. It'd be nice to, you know, to sort of uh, just show what you, why you've been there for so many years, well over a decade like Felix. Because, you know, between the two of them, Christ, how many, was it over 30 appearances? Is it 30 it's, appearances? It's not quite, but it's closing in on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just ridiculous. This would be Terry's 10th final, right? If he made it. If he made the final. Finals, yeah, final. yeah. I think, that that's his, I think that's his goal, to make 10 finals. Yeah. That's an unbelievable achievement. And I think Felix is competing in his 15th World's Strongest Man. Wow. Not, not as many finals as Terry, but just to sure. be there, 15. How many guys would love to be at World's Strongest Man one time? You know, think of the guys that just want to get there once. Yeah. And he's now going that's at 15th. It. You got the likes of yeah, and the likes of Gav, Maxime, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Maelstro, Irvin. They're all you know, and then you've got this is what I mean about their like the importance of some of these guys, like the Brian stuff like that, because you're sat around these people that they are they're god status really, because of what they've done. You've not just been there. You've you you know you've you're part of it. You're really really part of it. I feel part of it. SBD sent me a T-shirt. Yeah. I just got to say thank you to Ben from SBD. Yeah. Very, That's very a nice touch. It was nice. I got mine the other day. Excellent. Yeah, oh. it's pretty nice. So, Marcus, well, why are you Sorry, wearing Marcus. yours, see? Where yeah. do you represent again? I, yeah. I didn't want to match. <laughs> Mark, Marcus got upset because I told him he's, he's outgrown his top earlier, so he went and changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. SBD, if you do actually want to send me one, which would be very kind of if you do, it's 3XL. <laughs> apparently 2XL is a bit tight <laughs> I, think, I think that was only XL that you had on earlier mate <laughs> so I'm going to hand over to you to tell us about this year's America's Strongest Man yeah this year you know World's kind of cherry picked a couple of the athletes they wanted Wesley Claiborne, Gabriel Pena Bobby Thompson etc so it, it, was, it was looking like it was going to be one of the biggest most stacked uh, America's Strongest Man we've had in a long time uh, and I think that's due to the lockdown everyone just they've just been cooped up. There's been no competition. So it's like, here's one we can compete at. And they all wanted to go. And it was still very talented. And I think, you know, a lot of your viewers, you know, in the international scene, you probably have a lot more people in the UK than I do. Uh, they might not recognize some of these names, but they're names that they will recognize in the coming years. They're very talented. The depth of talent in America in the pro division is, it's probably, you know, we could argue it's probably the best in the world overall depth. If we go down, you know, UK is definitely, it's, one or the other but they're right there um and you know this year it's put on by strongman corporation uh you can go back on their youtube page there's a stream of the whole event there's no commentary with it it's just kind of like a camera in the corner but you know we're, we're used to stuff like that in strongman where it's not quite how you want it but it 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 held the whole time and it didn't freeze so that's a plus right that's good yeah <laughs> um yeah so you know basically there was you know I think there was what six events, three each day. We had a circus dumbbell for reps at 240 pounds for the heavyweights, 
and I believe 210 uh, for the 105s, which were also competing. We also had America's Strongest Woman, which consists of the three weight classes, lightweight, middleweight, and heavyweight. Um, so that's, you know, 140 pounds, which is, what's that in kilos, like 63-ish? Yeah, 63 kilos. And then, and then about 81 kilos and then heavyweight. Uh, yeah, you know, so, you know, there's a good amount of athletes. I heard that uh, in the women's division, the top three winners – all qualified for the Arnold Pro, as you know, you know Donna Moore, okay, sure, uh, and every you know everyone always is trying to vie for. Of course, that was announced at the meeting. I think you know the athletes would have wanted maybe signed up a little bit more if they knew that that was on the table. So was was there some girls missing that would normally compete? Some of the ladies. Yeah, I th there was there was a lot less turnout in the women's divisions than the men's. There was you know the 105s had I think 11 or 12 guys, which is big for a pro show. I think nine or 10 in the heavyweights and each, uh, you know, women's division, I think there's four in the heavyweights and about six, maybe, uh, maybe four or five lightweights and about eight middleweights, middleweights okay. tend to be the, you know, the most. Um, I, th I think maybe some of the guys are a little more apt to travel during, uh, all this a little more risk of, you know, sure. risk adverse. <laughs> that would be my guess. I don't really know, but just, you know, a hunch. But yeah, you know, we had, Travis Ordemeyer was competing. You know, he's probably the best known person there. Of course, he had a shoulder injury. Um, and, you know, I picked him to win. I was just looking at these events. They're very dynamic. You have a, a basket deadlift for up. You should know Travis with he, a lever on a deadlift. Is I, I, know, I know what Travis is like, and he's such a competitor. And he, he's looked very, very good. Almost like, I mean, it's always hard to tell when people are training. And it's it's different to competition, but from what I've seen of him in the gym, he's been looking fantastic. I did mm -hmm. see his comment about his shoulder just not being ready. And, and Travis used to be a great dumbbell presser, so you can see there's there's clearly something holding him back on that event. But you know, I was expecting a big performance from Travis, if I'm totally honest. Yeah, I I was too. And you know, the the dumbbell's 240 pounds, which is 107, 108, or 110 kilos, pretty much. You know, so it's a heavy dumbbell. I, I don't know what the world's uh, dumbbell is, but it, it might be heavier than what we're going to see in a couple of days. Usually world's is about a hundred for reps in the, in the qualifiers, I believe. Um, yeah. So he missed that, which just, you know, set him on a, you know, a, a bad uh, start. Looked good in the basket deadlift. You know, it's on a lever with a front bar. Basically it was like the, you know, when they dropped the kegs in, sure. but, uh, but without dropping them, you know, got, I think tied for second, uh, Marcus Crowder, uh, he won our amateur nationals, I believe 2017 or so. And he did power. I think he did some powerlifting for a little bit and he's, he's back. Yeah. I think he won, uh, the, the circus dumbbell with five reps, which it's a good amount in 60 seconds. And it was a, it seemed like a tough dumbbell. The numbers were down across all weight classes from what I'd see. And then in the basket deadlift, he, he won that as well with 12, a couple other guys getting 11, including Travis who looked good. And then I think it's just, it's just mean when you look at event selection, when you do, uh, you know, max rep, uh, deadlift right into a Husafelt stone yeah. for max distance, like your posterior chains fried, and then you got to carry that thing as long as you, you know, far as you could carry a, you know, 180 pound Husafelt stone. Um, you know, and I think Travis, I believe said as well that that affected him just, you know, he, he was just a little too fried from, uh, the deadlift maybe with his shoulder he's just not as conditioned to do events back to back like that yeah and looking at this 
first place, I believe, was uh, Tyler Cotton. He he's competed in some SCL shows, uh, and he has a brother as well. So he's the, that's also a pro, I okay. believe. So it's another another brother setup. We're, another, it's kind of we need so to, many. The we need to, yeah, we need to set up a world's strongest brothers contest. I think we can do it yeah. now. There's um, was about four or five sets of brothers that are competing right now that could all yeah, at a high level push each other. So that be that would be good to see. Yeah, Tyler's yeah. regarded very, very well this side of the pond as well. He's, uh, I believe his coach is uh, Simon Yates, the guy that uh, helps Bish out. Um, so he took him under his wing and, you know, early, early signs. He just said, this boy's got so much potential. You know, where he's at at the moment, he's already doing SCL. But I think he's pretty convinced that that's, that's a holding ground for him really than anything else. He's got a long way to go. Yeah, he's he's a very impressive athlete. He had another good showing, I believe, in uh, in the sandbag toss. I, I think, yeah, he got second in that. Um, and then Casey Garrison, who's a pro here from California, former, uh, I think he played minor league baseball and he trains people, you know, a baseball player. So he's very athletic. Uh, he didn't do as well in the circus dumbbell and the basket deadlift. But then on day two, I mean, he won – I mean, he came out and just obliterated each event. He got, you know, second in arm over arm. It was textbook technique. And and watching it, you know, they did arm over arm with like a pretty heavy U-Haul truck, you know, big shipping, you know, truck. Uh, I think they said it was like 18,000 pounds. Um, but it was moving pretty good for for that. I think it was a, the floor was conducive to it moving well. And Casey went up and, you know, he's leaning back. He's looking so dynamic and athletic. It's textbook form. And then this this brute of a guy, I think he's just just got second or won our amateur nationals, uh, Josh Hatfield, big guy, big step, you know, and he just rode it, just all arms. I think he leaned back twice and, and beat Casey for first. <laughs> it's like, you know, you do everything right, and then sometimes this guy just comes along and he just, just I don't know how he was getting that much momentum just with his, basically his arms and his back on the thing, but it was was it was it, it, was, it indoor, was it an indoor contest or it yeah was a, it, you know okay you know everything's I, I think you guys are headed back towards a lockdown i, I hear something like yeah, that we're, we're back and in then, a lockdown now yeah you know and it, here in the united states we're you know it's a big country it, it's so mixed up from where it was i'm back in california i was in you know the the, the south for a while and and how everything is it's just so different this contest was down in georgia and Pretty much everything's open. It was at a, a convention. Okay. You know, fans, everything. They so, just, yeah, you, you had know. fans and everything at the show? No, it was like a, a expo, like, you okay. know, booths. Like, and, yeah, like, a, yeah, I, like body power over here, for instance. Yeah. Oh, I don't wow. think it's big, but, yeah, it's, you know, I think it was originally planned to be in California a couple months ago, but um, was shut down, you know, due to, you know, the current state of the world. So yeah, there's, you know, everything was just allowed just pretty much just uh, as normal. Um, you know, I think, you know, everyone's, well, as far as I could see it, you know, people wearing masks, cleaning equipment and stuff, but uh, not what we're, we're used to this year, for sure. It's mm. a little bit back towards normalized and hopefully yeah. that was all fine from it. Um, but it's just interesting how different everything is you know different places america's you know, a strange you know with with every state having different rules it is quite strange yeah you know obviously for us it's it's pretty much the, you know we're, we're all in lockdown over here again um mm -hmm. i managed to go up and see the stoltmans last week but i had to be back uh, i had to cut my trip short to make sure i was back in time um frustrating but 
you know, I'm glad I'm glad I'm not in charge of the country. Let's let's put it that that way. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. Same I, here. <laughs> I'd much rather just focus on lifting weights than than worry about sorting those those issues out. But it's hard enough to look through these spreadsheets and figure out what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So give us give us a rundown of the top three from each class. Yeah. In uh, Marcus Crowder ended up winning the heavyweights with Tyler Cotton getting second. Okay. Uh, he. Marcus had uh, 42 and a half points, 38 and a half for Tyler. Jose Baez, you might remember him. He competed at the LA Fit Expo against Larry Wheels and mm -hmm. was the person who placed above him to kind of spoil that whole story of then, you know, Larry going to the Arnold Amateur, et cetera. He ended up in third, just a, a point and a half off of uh, Tyler. And uh, Casey Garrison, I just, he, he's not in the top three. He got fourth, but he's one point off and had a, you know, not a great first day. Okay. You know, and it, it's fun to watch those, you know, when people just blitz a second day in the middleweight men, Anthony Deal, you know, 105s, he kind of was in control the whole contest and ended up winning 61 and a half points. Uh, Nicholas Camby, who's been around for a long time, done a lot of Arnold Amateurs, et cetera, uh, got 57 for second. He was right there a couple times, couldn't capitalize um, when he could have, you know, in the sandbag toss, they both under you know got three bags you know when one person could have you know he could have maybe overtook anthony but didn't and jesse nelson who lives in west virginia he got 53 and this guy he's a 105 but he has like a, over a 400 pound strict press <laughs> like he, he has some like if you you just look up some of his log pressing videos and you know he's no leg drive doing over 400 pounds is, you 400 know, pounds for, for the English viewers is, is over 180 kilos 182 yeah. kilos is is 400 pounds and that's yeah. a ser that's a serious strict press and i don't think he's originally from west virginia either but he you know he has a beard that's you know down to his ankles and he just kind of <laughs> looks like he just came out of the mountain and just can press a you know like he's just been pressing timber in the woods his whole life <laughs> and it's carried over uh and then in the Lightweight women on that side, we had four athletes competing and Rebecca Lorch, uh, she was she was in control pretty much the whole contest. Very, very good athlete. She got 20 points overall. Laura Anderson, she's been around a long time. She's about pretty, pretty much the exact opposite body type of Rebecca who, you know, for tend to be shorter athletes in the, you know, lighter categories, but you know, she's tall and you'd think she's a distance runner looking at her, but okay. Phenomenal grip, good. She got 17, and then uh, 16 for uh, Barbell Joe, Joel, as we call her, Joel uh, Petsky, 16 points. So pretty close overall, kind of a little bit of back and forth there. Uh, middleweight women tends to be the, you know, most, you know, tight. I think there's about eight athletes in that. Uh, Gabriel, I, I'm going to butcher this last name, but hey, that's what we do, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Berg, Berg, Berg Holzer or some, something like that. She got 31 and a half points. Abigail Deal, uh, 31, so just a half point. And uh, Aaron Walkett got 30.5. So it was really close um, between those three all weekend. You know, very, you know, I mean, we got a point and a half from, or one point from first to third right there. And uh, they had a sandbag medley to end it. And Deal and Walkett were like, I mean, it was within one tenth of a second mm. with the last bag, and and that's you know decided second or first basically, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, second or third. So that's always fun. Uh, in the heavyweights, uh, my personal longtime client Jessica Fithin ended up winning. 
she was pretty dominant performance all week. Uh, you know, I think she had 18 points to 14. Um, you know, she had a, there's four athletes. She had a five point lead going into the last event, which is always nice as a coach. You go, okay, just can relax. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to load that. They had a 270 pound sandbag as a fourth wow. sandbag in a, in a carry and load. That's she that's didn't do that one. No. Yeah. But, 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 uh, did any of the, the, the ladies do it? Yeah, uh, one one did, and they, you know I didn't get to watch this on the live stream, but Jessica told me she just kind of picked it up like it was the same size as all the others. Wow! You know, so what's that? What hundred and thirty-ish kilos or so? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's impressive. I mean, let's, let's I get that, that into <laughs> just just going back a few years at World Strongest Man. We were looking at one hundred and twenty kilo sacks. They they have mm -hmm. gone up in recent years. So we're up one hundred and fifty now. Normally at yeah. World Strongest Man, but you know when I started at World Strongest Man, the sacks that, that we were loading were one hundred and twenty kilos. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's the fourth, and it was a carry and load. Like wow. they didn't the last one, they didn't have to carry very far, but they loaded to you know about you know, chest height, you know, about, you know, four feet. Sure. It, it, and uh, in second ended up Corey Butler and then Amanda Kelly mentioned with the sandbag load, put her over the top to, um, to eke out third. It, it's always interesting to see like, who's just like an absolute freak at certain events like that. And you never know really, yeah. you know, some of these people aren't as well known. I think she's a newer pro in the, in the women's division, but yeah, it was good overall. I, I caught a lot of it on the live stream. There were some good performances, and it was good to see. A, I think any show that happens and everyone's safe is a is a win this year. So, I mean, we were talking a bit about it before um, we came on on air. Why do you think a lot of the the top Americans don't compete at America's Strongest Man? Because I think you know. Go on. Yeah, I, I think when you it comes down to being a pro, it, it comes down to you know everyone's looking. What's this show leads me to this, right? you know, where, where it leads you, what it qualifies you for, how much money there is and how much uh, notoriety you're going to get. You know, is it on television? Is there a big crowd? How much prestige is there to the title? And I think it's starting to build back up. Um, there was a lot more promotion effort put into America's Strongest Man this year, but it really died down. I was involved behind the scenes, um, you know, working with the people at like 2014 and stuff. And it was kind of trending down at that point but not bad then after there was a big in between 2014 and now it's just kind of been like an afterthought contest which is a shame um you know and i don't it doesn't qual at, at 2014 it would still qualify people for world's strongest man colin would yeah. take the top three um and then i think there was a little bit of stuff over you know whatever you know how it happens and then that kind of went away uh, and that hurt it, you know, because you, you, you qualify just the like, world. You used to have like Derek Poundstone always, you know, he, he, I remember he'd fly back from World's Strongest Man and, and still compete in America a few days later if he had to. He, he was desperate to be, be crowned America's Strongest Man. It's, it's a shame that, you know, and this isn't taking anything away from the guys that won. No. But when you look at some of the American athletes, you have so many great athletes over there. It's, and in the women's category as well. You know, I've, when, when I look at the lineup at the Arnold's and you see some big names missing then from, from America's Strongest Woman as well. So it's, it's interesting because most countries, even like Thor in Iceland, he wants to win his national title. The British title is a really prestigious title. I, I think you, you definitely need to get the winner of America's Strongest Man back into being invited to, to World's Strongest Man. It should, be, yeah, I think, it should be a big title. It really should. Yeah. 
it should be one of the biggest titles in strongman with the the depth of talent i mean you know we're looking we're naming name after name who's some of the best strongmen in the world and you still had nine really strong guys competing that you know from the guys who got plucked to to go to to worlds from americas that you know ended up not competing because it was just a couple days any of those guys could have a lot of them could have been intermixed and you wouldn't have noticed in, in the heats they probably they might do better they might do just about the same they're you know, I mean, oh, the, the, the standard the standard athletes. of the guys is incredible i mean like like we said travis ortmeyer was competing at this year's show and he plays mm -hmm. quite lowly to be quite honest you know yeah and travis is someone that's been fifth at world's strongest man he's been fourth at the arnold's he, he's won countless internationals in his prime might not be at his absolute peak anymore but on most events he's still an exceptional athlete and you've got plenty of guys that, you know, if I'm totally honest, I haven't heard of that are still world-class athletes. It's yeah, we had at our, yeah, at our amateur nationals, which was like two weeks ago, there was a guy, the, the last event was a, a deadlift, max deadlift, and they, you know, rising bar, you keep going. A guy pulled 400 kilos, you know, fifth event, two-day contest. They did a, you know, Husafelt stone, everything. He pulled it like it was a warm-up. He got fourth in the whole contest. Yeah. He, he, he wasn't able to compete because he didn't get his pro card top three get their pro card <laughs> he's still an amateur I, like, I've, no, I've noticed this in the states and over in the uk and and other places as well there's so many it's, i mean social media makes it easier for us to see these these freaks mm -hmm. of nature but there's so many talented athletes out there now it's it's not like when i first started or when you guys you know first got into the sport the, the, the standard across the board is so much higher. It's so much harder to get to that elite level because there's so much competition. And everywhere you look now, someone's pulling you know, 400 kilos, 900 pounds, whatever it might be, putting 440 overhead and, and just these crazy numbers. But is, isn't that the, the whole reason why the standard across the board now is shot up and people are looking and saying, look, you know, go back to you know when i was born in 77 and you look at the weights that were used look through the 90s and the weights that are used they're similar to what i was doing in novice competitions and then you get through to the early 2000s and they're similar to the masters you know the fact that you've now got this rise and you know so many quality athletes that do have comparable you know uh, because the observation is there to be able to use social media to say, look, this is what I need to do. This is you're basically fast tracking people, and you look at the depth of of talent in terms of overall athletes. Those numbers now come through because if, we can probably go back through a few years of worlds where you'd look at one or two athletes and you go, probably I'm not far off you. Yeah. You know, as as a as a rank amateur. When you're looking at it, it's like a 120 log, and the the heaviest stone is 140, and it's well, you this, know this, that is that helps the acceleration of the sport, and that's why you've got the thick end of it now. This that's a really good point you bring up, and it's something I I, I put a video up just um, I think it just went up today uh, yesterday actually, um, talking about Brian Shaw, mm. and people saying if he wins this year. You know, there should be an asterisk next to his name. Because I've seen people saying, you know, just give him the title. He, he's going to, you know, he should walk it. Um, no. if, if he wins it, you know, he doesn't deserve to be called a five-time world's strongest man. I think those, those comments are ridiculous. Yeah. Because every single athlete competing at world's strongest man this year is a fantastic strongman. Yeah. And there's a lot of competition there for him still to compete against. Yes, he's a favorite. Yes, he's going to go there as one of the, you know, maybe the favorite. 
But to say it's a given is just crazy with the, the talent that we've got right now. Yeah, that's it for this week. We um, obviously have World's Strongest Man starting in a couple of days. Next week, we'll be bringing up, you know, obviously more World's Strongest Man talk. It is the main talk of Strongman right now. I want to say thank you to Kale Beck from Starting Strongman for joining us this week. We'll hopefully get you on again. And obviously, Marcus, Mr. Team Affinity, Mr. Caveman, thank you for joining me again this week, guys. Guys, remember to like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Comment below on who you think is going to make the final of World's Strongest Man. Joe oh, Biden. <laughs> <laughs> had to. I just had to. We can't believe we haven't mentioned it. It's in America. The, 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 the That's got to get at least a comment. <laughs> <laughs> they listen this long. <laughs> if they're still listening now, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> right, guys, take it easy. We'll catch you next week. Thank you. While you're here, guys, subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of my awesome strength content.